The Word in the World. You're listening to The Word in the World podcast, a resource to help make the world around you make sense. Let's zone in and share with each other our knowledge, encouragement, wisdom, and understanding. This is The Word in the World. Welcome back to The Word in the World podcast, where we bring you topics, talk, and truth. Everything from the news to the New Testament. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. Hello. So we are back with our second installment of yeah. our Central Doctrine series. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Why is that so hard? What to are say? you doing? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. But anyway. Yes, we're installing. <laughs> <laughs> we like we're we uploading are. right now. Yes. Buffering. <laughs> and Julia is with us again. Yep. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Yep. This is the third time Julia has been on the show mm-hmm. so, so she I gets a nickname like, now. yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. jules okay jules okay jules dr jules dr jules you know what? that's a new one yeah you like I'll that i'll take though? that one yeah dr. all right jules. there I'll we go that. but i was about to say I, I think like what is the word uh from well whatever from here on <laughs> <laughs> i don't think uh she gets the complimentary greeting no thing. more intro nah wow. that's right. that's, that's so i'm past. no longer yeah. special you're you not a guest talking anymore now. this is your third time <laughs> yeah. you get yeah. it today but yeah okay. that's it i think that's one. it dude yeah. she, she too, much. too much too much she's taking over <laughs> <laughs> but nah man excited about this one yeah yeah this is certainly one for us all to be excited about but let's let's double back a little bit and kind of recap the uh the previous episode all right uh marcus Oh, <laughs> uh, so our uh, first episode was about the doctrine of sin. Yeah. Right. And so basically we talked about like what sin is and like the mm. types of things that have happened as a result of sin. Yeah. Uh, how it has caused us to like live and think and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You got to go back and check it out. Yeah, it's really cool <laughs> to check out. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah, but I guess where we left off was like, how are we saved from sin? Right. Yeah, because we established that there's this bad news about, you know, us being sinners mm-hmm. and God not liking it and hating it, actually. Yeah. And justifiably, you know, wanting to judge us for it and punish us for it. Mm-hmm. So that's like terrible, terrible news. Yeah. That your creator. Wouldn't be pleased with what he created. But now, in this episode, we want to give some hope. And I there guess, is hope. Yeah, there is hope. <laughs> true hope mm-hmm. that we can um, rely on that will save us from all that wrath. Oh, the wrath. Mm-hmm. But the that's, that's, I guess, a cool place to start. Like, I know I grew up, even when I knew nothing about Christianity, I knew the phrase, like, Oh, he's saved, mm-hmm. or you know, I got saved. You know, I would hear people say that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I, I didn't really understand what it meant, of course. But what did you even think? That's that what it I was meant, about though. to say. All I, right. I, I guess I thought it meant like I changed my life. Hmm. Simple as that. Like, really? You know? Okay. Yeah. Like you know, I stopped doing bad things. Okay. That type of thing. Okay. I had no idea concept of like you know sin or whatever yeah i just thought like oh it means you just you know you you stop doing your bad deeds yeah okay that's pretty advanced to me mine yeah. was way more simplistic same <laughs> here yeah mine was just saved from hell yeah i didn't want to go to hell it was hot 
That's what right, I heard. Right, fiery. Right. All the quote-unquote sinners, the bad people go there. So yeah. I was like, nah, mm. I don't want to go there. So where? what do I have to do to go to the to other spot? Okay. Yeah. That's but all see, I had. That's interesting because y'all grew up in church, both mm-hmm. of y'all, right? Yep. I didn't grow up in church. I had no concept of it hmm. at all, of like Christianity, whatever, you know? Yeah. So like, I just assumed it just meant like, you know, oh, you're a good person now or you try, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I didn't know what hell or none of that stuff was. My whole, I guess, like, idea of it was it was going to be hot and there wasn't going to be any water. <laughs> For real? Anywhere. No cold ever again. Okay. Like, no ice. Yeah. No, nothing to quench your thirst. Huh. Yeah. And you just highly uncomfortable for eternity. That's that's kind of like, <laughs> and so when, when people talked about getting saved, like that was what I thought we were getting saved from. Right. Wow. Yeah. Highly uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Up. All right. So what what do y'all? <laughs> that's great. Now that now that y'all are where y'all are, uh, like what what does it mean when we as Christians say that we are saved? Like what are we saved from? What exactly? Depends on what part of me you ask. Mm. Got the seminarian part, and then I got the. The basic part so it, it all depends hmm. yeah all, all right give, us, with the, give us the milk yeah nah yes yeah, yeah milk first start please. with the <laughs> right um so the milk version is salvation is being saved from hell first off that is the big part and then also moving forward it's about kind of like what you were saying jason the whole idea of being cleansed from something kind of like those bad things we talked about from last from last episode uh, that's kind of the standard version that I have. Being cleansed and hmm. saved from bad things. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, Marcus? Well, I guess I used to think, let me put it like this. I used to think that I was being saved from Satan. Ooh. Right. Okay. I thought that yeah. Satan was like after me, after my soul. Yeah. You know, and like me getting saved made it so that he couldn't get to me anymore. Yeah. Hmm. But when I got older... <laughs> and I started actually reading the Bible. Okay. I realized that I wasn't being saved from Satan. Like that wasn't the full picture. Mm-hmm. It was the wrath of God that I was being saved from. It was mm. that God was a judge, hmm. you know, and he judges sin. Mm-hmm. And it was his his judgment, his punishment that I was being saved from. Wow. Yeah. Like so That's a totally different like perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it makes you Cause I, I'm not gonna say you were honoring Satan, but like you were kind of putting him above God. Like mm-hmm. you know, I fear you more than than God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you start to kind of realize, like even with that, like like Satan's place is not nearly as high as God's is, mm-hmm. right? It's like God is allowing him to, you know, like do some things, mm-hmm. but like god has all power and control over him like i used to think it was an honest like battle between god and satan you mean like equal like an equal yeah yeah, like equal forces battling one another Mm -hmm. you know but then as you really start reading it that's not the case at all yeah yeah like a yin and yang type of deal kind of kind of no yeah that's a rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) i was about to say hold up (laughs) right but um so you we heard this save thing but when did you guys actually like come into contact, I guess, with the process of it? Like, what do you mean? By meaning that? like, were there people around you who, you know, who they're like, you know, oh, I got saved and they're like explaining something to you. Like, I guess I'm asking, like, how how does a person get saved according to what you thought, maybe? And according to what you know now, like, did you think people just had to pray a prayer? 
did you yeah, think that like was, uh-huh. that was my vibe especially in church settings growing up it was about coming down the aisle specifically like at the altar call that special moment you know in service mm-hmm. where they make some appeal and i was like okay this is the moment like if i remember correctly like as a kid i went up there several times <laughs> just to make sure like i didn't miss it <laughs> and then my heart wasn't in the right place the first time so i wow. went several times like until i kind of i guess felt more sure mm-hmm that was kind of like the same thing for me. I remember specifically going to church with my aunt when I was 12 years old and the preacher was preaching and uh, he called everybody to the front and my aunt was like, go, go, like, like kind of pushing me <laughs> in the, like, go get saved like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, okay. You know, and so I, I went up to like the stage and I said the words that the guy told me to say. Right. And then after that, I went into like a room and I filled out a paper, oh, wow. you know, so that they could contact I didn't me. Fill out I don't know how they were going to contact me or why they would. <laughs> a twelve-year-old, right? You know, <laughs> but um, you know, I remember pe- people just being in the back with me, like um, like praying for me and stuff like that. Wow. But when I walked out and I saw my aunt again, she was like, "You got saved! Like your whole life's about to change now." Wow. And I was like, "Okay," right. you know, and I just really didn't know what it happened. Like I had no like frame of reference for like what was really happening yeah yeah but i just knew i said this prayer you know yeah and i went up like you said like that i almost said magical moment right <laughs> but you know just right. that the organ that, in the background you yeah know, like it's it's so voice, intense yeah. and emotional it and, is it you is. know mm-hmm. you feel you know you feel something you know but you don't really understand like interesting yeah okay yeah i was just asking for my personal uh <laughs> knowledge okay kind of asked that question with like well how did our first or initial experiences with salvation compare to what we come to understand now? Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back to Julia. Like, yeah. how would you say that that first experience differed from what you feel like was the real deal? Yeah, I was just thinking about that with, I forgot who mentioned it, um, about the God's wrath having an understanding of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really had that understanding, to be honest. Hmm. I knew that like somebody was upset. And so (laughs) I was being saved from something. But honestly, it was really about the place of hell. And like Mm. you said, Satan. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I want to be saved from that. But if I'm being honest, I didn't have a concept of like, God, it's possible for God to be angry at me. Till like recently, maybe in the past like 10 or so, Mm -hmm. five to 10 years, I'm like, oh, this is actually, I'm being saved from God in a sense. Like God is saving me from himself. Yeah. In Mm. some weird way. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard it kind of put where... And y'all can challenge me on this, obviously. We're all friends here. It's like, no. But, like, hell, we think of hell as, like, you're with the devil, you know? Right. But, like, hell is God's wrath eternally. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, this place where God isn't in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, God is there, but it's his wrath. He's not, because what, if God isn't, uh... I guess having dominion or authority over hell even is he got mm. like got to ask that kind of question mm. i guess like mm. oh this is this one place where nah god he ain't he ain't got no control over there like yeah. nah he controls what goes on there too mm. but it's just his wrath mm. and like you know we could read in obviously the old testament and god expresses his wrath a lot yeah. and judgment a lot so because for me, I thought like, you know, oh, hell is like the devil's walking around with his, you know, pitchfork. with his people, his pitchfork. Right. And it's his house, right? It's Not his really house. God. He's, he's yeah. doing all he this got the mean stuff. down there. Yeah, but like, nah, <laughs> it's like God's wrath. 
Right? Like, that's how you always he got, yeah. Yeah. He sit on Satan the throne. Satan got his throne. Right. Yeah. His dogs with three heads. And, yeah. you know, they biting your ankles all day. And, you know, just weird stuff. But, like, nah. It's like, who? I don't even want to know what it's like. Yeah. But right. I do think that scripture points to the fact that, like, it is God's punishment mm-hmm. on, yeah. on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For not believing. But, like. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing. You know, of teeth. it took That's me a long man. time to figure out what gnashing of teeth meant. Yeah, but it's basically like you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. like that's <laughs> that's how bad it is. Right. Like you, so you're scary, just crying dude. and Very. gnashing your teeth. That's scary, day. dude. That's Every time I see day. that verse, I'm like, oh man. Yeah, yeah. weeping too. Like, not just like you know. <laughs> yeah. Like no sobbing, weeping, yeah. sobbing. Yeah. That's some, ah, I don't yeah. even want to think about it. Yeah. Constantly right. wailing, and it's not like a it's not like an earthly punishment. No, it's like a a divine punishment. Right. Yeah, like that we probably can't even fathom. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. So. Think about it. It's like that might be the first moment for some people where they realize mm-hmm. God was right. Yeah, mm-hmm. all these Christians, whatever you want to call it, church. I went to church and that kind of thing. I rejected him. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. could be the first moment for some people. Like, yeah, I messed up. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. All right, that's scary and like, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Nah, go ahead. nah rap, done, that's, ahead, that's a rabbit hole. I'm going to chill. It's chill. okay. It's okay. Like, Let's go to the cross. Let's we go can, back we to can the cut cross. it. We can keep it. So go ahead. Nah, Give I was up. just going to say that another thing that we can talk about or maybe debate is like, do you know you're in hell when you're in hell? And like, do you know there are people who have ascended and are, you know, in heaven? Oh. You know, like, are you aware? Are you like, kind of like what Julia's yeah. saying. Like, are you aware? Like, oh snap, I messed up, and now I could have been there, but I got this going on. Yeah, and you know that all the time too, and that's like part of your punishment. Yeah, I yeah. I, I want to say and that I say a verse, yeah, but sorry, yeah, there no. is like scripture that that's that's because uh, Lazarus, right? Oh, it talks yeah. about how he went to Sheol, and but that's a whole Sheol. Yeah, <laughs> what's that? Uh oh, found a way to put that in there. Man. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> no, but we'll go ahead. I'm sorry. If y'all if y'all wanna look, it's I think in like Luke, uh I don't know, one of the later chapters in Luke, but it's like when Jesus is talking about uh Lazarus and the beggar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just look that up. Yeah. So like we're just messing with Jason because before the show we talked about not going into like these we did. corners. Yeah, we did. Know, and, and like so right he, he brought up Sheol. <laughs> <laughs> which is a place that's discussed in like the old testament that jesus references also in the new testament mm-hmm. you know but they're just like these other locations you mm-hmm. know that that are mentioned in the bible like sheol like the abyss like mm-hmm. the yeah. pit you know all these very uh you know interesting places scary yeah. places yeah scary places so yeah. we can't talk about them now but we will yeah <laughs> at some right. point because the interesting i'll just i would say this and it's <laughs> when y'all read if you go read the thing in luke that i'm talking about it's interesting that Sheol has a chasm between those who are saved and those who are unsaved. Hmm. And Lazarus, it says he's talking to Abraham okay. and saying, like, how can I get over there with you? And Abraham's like, you can't. Oh, so he so, can see. That's what I'm saying. That's but, deep. I don't even know what you're talking about right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look this up. Where is this we at, gotta Luke? We got to look it up. Yes, in Luke, <laughs> yeah. But, like. I'm to look this up. Yeah, go look it up. So he knows that. He like, knows. Like. Wait, no, am I he's wrong? talking to Abraham. He knows that Abraham yeah, is okay. And he's asking Abraham, like, hey, like, what can I do? Like, wow. um, you know, and Abraham's like, you, you're you getting what, you know, you asked wow. for. Like, you're kind of getting what 
you deserve like there's nothing that can be done man yeah and wasn't he trying to like warn other people or something like that or was that a different place Lazarus somebody was trying to warn he was like can I just warn other people and the dude is Ooh, like nah. it might be in there too yeah. oh yeah I think he, he was like yeah can I tell my son yeah or something yeah. like that yep wow man but that's a rabbit hole because right. all I, I was gonna say is like I don't know if that is how heaven is though like imagine because that chasm between the two places yeah I don't think it's there anymore because Christ brought those people who mm. were waiting for him yeah with him now to heaven mm. right but the people who are still down there you know and i guess we could call hell yeah are still there that's mm. actually but the at one point they were all together mm. yeah that actually reminds me what you just said hell is not actually quote-unquote open mm. and so that's what she owes for it's like the holding take mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for yeah, that's how I always thought there's verses but before hell yeah. Right. yeah yeah the fiery furnace all right another corner but yes so we let's, let's jump out that hole <laughs> all right so all, back all these places <laughs> yeah of darkness and holding cells yeah and all that but so it, it ties in yeah fire and gnashing of teeth right. yeah. and weeping and pain and uh three-headed dogs biting at your ankles <laughs> mm-hmm. how do we <laughs> i'm gonna go to sleep <laughs> thinking about that man like oh, the no. ankles like hold up <laughs> how do we get saved from yes this? like what is the actual process of salvation because like we talked about our personal experiences and thoughts and what we you know believed it to be Mm -hmm. but what is it actually according to the word well let's talk about first of all maybe what it's not Mm. because i heard y'all mentioned that when y'all were younger you walked up and you said what the the preacher told you to say yeah so i'll just pose a question i guess like is it because the bible says like if you confess out of your mouth that jesus is lord Mm -hmm. we can stop right there in that part of the verse Mm -hmm. do y'all feel like uh what is it the the sinner's prayer is that giving is that salvation if you just pray the prayer well i don't think yeah i don't think just saying the words is uh is the key to salvation right i think understanding those words Mm -hmm. and internalizing those words and those words being actually true Mm -hmm. for you um i mean jesus is lord that is the truth but (laughs) you recognizing that truth and being in agreement with that truth i Mm -hmm. think is is a part i say a part julia giving me that look no you're good you're good I was going to add in the word belief. That's where we get the... Yeah. yeah. It's about the belief and the faith part. I, I want to slow walk that a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Right? So, like, go back to what Jason was saying. Confess it out of your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Mm. What are we saying? Wow, yeah. When we say Jesus is Lord. Yeah. What is Lord? Mm. Right. What does that even mean? I think of words like ruler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> governor. Um, mm. master master mm. you know all these ideas of authority and one that you submit to yeah you know and i mean this word lord is coming from they had a context obviously and know what it means mm. in their time of like you know a ruler and stuff like that yeah and what comes along with that but yeah so when you put it like that yeah if you just say that prayer confess out your mouth that jesus is lord I think even Jesus was like, you call me Lord, Lord, but you do not do what I ask you to do. Right, right, hmm. right. You know, so. So that's just the speaking part. Yeah. Yeah. But we also see scriptures that say no one says by the spirit of God that Jesus is a curse. 
and no one says that Jesus is Lord only by the Spirit of God. Hmm. Paul says that as well. Because I think it's Paul who says, confess yeah. out your mouth, right? Right. Romans, yeah. Mm -hmm. So there is, I think what he's getting at is like, mm -hmm. if you truly like are saying it with belief, because he says you believe in your heart that God raised him. If you're like going around professing that yeah. to people, mm -hmm. that like Jesus Christ is Lord, it's only really by the Spirit of God that you would say it and believe it yeah okay so that's actually good that's a little bit different so it's you're not saying it to check a box yeah you're you're proclaiming it to someone else yeah so that mm. they can believe i think mm. that's part of that because i've heard man i was at a church i'm not even gonna say which one but i was at a church in maryland and the dude they were doing like a live recording mm -hmm. and whatever we were a part of it my mm -hmm. wife and i and he was like, all right, let's pray. And he kind of did like, I guess you call it like the sinner's prayer thing. Yeah. And he was like, all right, y'all. Like, he was like, if you just pray that prayer, you're going to be in heaven with me. You my brother or sister now. And it made me cringe, dude, because yeah. I was like, that feels so misleading. Like, yeah. that is not what the Bible says. Right. Like, right. it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. I feel what like I'm talking you, a lot. Go well, that's good. I was going to ask you, what makes you want to make that distinction? Why you were bothered, I guess I'm asking. Okay. About it. Yeah. Um. What's well, the difference for you? Yeah, the why difference. Why issue, dog? <laughs> why I have it? <laughs> I think it's a good issue. I just want it to be articulated. Yeah, because that would lead people, I think, to believe that there has, there's nothing else after salvation wow. than me just saying Jesus, just saying a prayer. Yeah. You know, Jesus, mm -hmm. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I confess my sins. I repent. You know, whatever people say. Yeah. Like... I think it's very deceptive to say like, okay, now you have salvation when salvation is a, is such an important thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think it should be played with so carelessly. Like, mm -hmm. nah, there should be things that follow. Like it's a yeah. spiritual renewal. It's a, yeah. you know, it's all these things that are in scripture. Like mm -hmm. it's you receiving the Holy spirit now. Yeah. It ain't just like, Oh, I said some stuff and now I can just go about my day. Yeah. Like, no, you have to, to believe this. Yeah. I see what you're saying. You know, like yeah. when we were reading when we read like uh you know jesus met the samaritan woman at the well and he goes through that whole thing about like i'll give you living water mm -hmm. you had all these husbands and stuff like that and then she she believes that he's a prophet or something and she's like um she goes to her samaritan people and she's like you know i met this guy and you know i think he's the messiah stuff like that and it says that they came back they believed and they came back to meet jesus but then he does things with them because he stayed with them for two days. Mm -hmm. And then it says, like, he, they say to him, like, we believed when she told us. But now that we have been with you and seen these things, we truly believe. You know what I mean? So, like, okay. I think there's a difference of, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with that. Yeah, Jesus is Lord. Like, that sounds right. Yeah. Versus, like, how you saying, Julia, like, that point where you really get it. Like, oh, nah, this is something different than what i thought i was doing before or yeah. i had before like yeah. yeah i'm changing you know like and i truly believe that jesus like because it's a it sounds crazy to believe like yeah. how do you even believe that just from saying a prayer right but i'm talking a lot but i gotta just say this i do think that some people do come to salvation just by praying the prayer or at the time of yeah, praying the prayer. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that's outside of God's realm of possibilities. And I think there's there's like something like all right, like when you said the guy was like, if you just pray that prayer, yeah. Like some of those people in that room may have just been saying words. 
Right. Other people might have been in that room like, Jesus is Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I really do believe it. And I am trying to be reconciled to God now. And I do think he was, you know, so like them really being in agreement with it and wanting that relationship with God and like wanting, I guess, you know, to like actually, actually internalizing that as Mm -hmm. the truth. I think that those people, you know, will, they experience salvation. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. You know, but like mm-hmm. that's much different than just saying things, which kind of leads to like the second part of that scripture. Like, what does it actually mean to believe in your heart? You know? Yeah. What is, what is belief? Because like, do we even know, like, what can we say the heart is when we're talking about scripture? Mm. Right. Are we talking thing. about the physical heart? Are we talking about something that is like a metaphor, mm. you know, for, for something else? Like, what is the heart from a scriptural standpoint? Because if that's where belief is happening, mm-hmm. right, then it's kind of important. Absolutely. Julia. Dr. Jules? Yeah. I'm like, I feel the pressure coming this way. <laughs> it's always there. <laughs> it's already there. I'm trying to tap into some some stuff in my head. Uh, the first thing coming to my head is uh, the idea that sometimes actually the word heart and mind are synonymous mm. but we don't always see that with how it's translated so if i had to if you're making me give a definition right now i'd probably say it's that place inside of us like where we think about things but also where we feel also mm. Mm. um like the seat of our emotions is what i've heard it described as as well mm. like that place it's somewhere inside of us that it's a little bit more than the mind but it's not our body Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's yeah, kind yeah, of hard yeah. to define, but yeah. if I had to, I'd probably say something close to like the seat of our emotions or the place where that is. And then that there's some connection with the mind, of course. Yeah. But it's some kind of. It's like the. Yeah, something like that. Truly who you are yeah. type of thing. I think of it yeah. as like to the core. Yeah. There you go. You know, like, yeah. like to the core. Yeah. Where, to the point where, and I guess like when I'm thinking about the word core, I'm thinking like, all right, so like things that stem from you mm-hmm. are a representation of what's in the core. Right. You know, so like, and even the word belief, right? It's yeah. like belief didn't used to mean that much to me, mm. right? But now I've realized that you only act there you go. on what you truly believe. There you go, yeah. Right? And it's like you think about your everyday actions, right? Like you... Push, I like this example because it's so simple, but it's like you press the gas pedal because you believe the car will speed up. Yeah. You push the brake yeah. because you believe the car will slow down. You put gas in it because you believe, you know, the, the car actually needs this stuff. Mm-hmm. If you didn't believe any of those things were true, you would do none of those things. Yeah. Right? So if you truly believe, like, in Christ, in the gospel, in salvation, in faith, like, that stuff will be acted you will do things. Yeah. yeah. Well, act it out. Is that a word? Act no, it I out. Think, yeah. I think there will way. be, like you're saying, actions that accompany your belief. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't tell me you believe the car is going to go if you hit the accelerator, but then you press the brake all day. Yeah. Then right. That doesn't make sense. Right. You know? Which is actually great as it pertains to salvation because that's how we get to James. Hmm. Mm. Faith without works is dead. Yeah. Mm. It's not that you can't have faith, but if you actually have it, Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to put your foot on the <laughs> pedal and you're going to wow. drive the car. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you would even be upset or like trying to troubleshoot like this car is supposed to move. That's what it does. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't, something's wrong. Mm. So and I like that you brought up faith mm. because when we're talking about, I guess, 
and we are kind of in this vein of like how are you saved mm-hmm. it's by faith mm-hmm. you know scripture says that you know by faith we are saved mm-hmm. you know through grace and stuff like that we're justified by faith and we have peace with god i think that's like romans 5 mm-hmm. would you guys equate faith and belief to kind of be the synonymous I same can, thing i can tell you what i what i've thought about it mm-hmm. and i guess like what i kind of still think but like if you're thirsty and i bring you a glass of water right you can believe that that glass of water is going to quench your thirst mm-hmm. but you haven't yet taken action on it mm-hmm. right but if you if you believe it and you take action on it like that taking action part of actually picking that glass up and drinking it to quench the thirst i, I feel like it's faith yeah like you can know you can believe you can think about what would happen yeah but like actually making that move i feel like is is the faith part yeah yeah which is great which makes me think of you have to trust the person mm. that is saying it hmm. mm. and that's a little bit of the faith too like i'm hearing these things about god and about jesus so i'm gonna trust that he can and will save mm-hmm. yeah and then i act on it by a response so maybe that's what paul is saying by the time we get to the response several things would have have to happen in your heart yeah to get to say it so he's like so by the time you get to saying it it's like proving you've gone through the process mm-hmm. uh, okay okay now that i'm thinking about it because like our pastor pastor g he and this isn't like something that he made up i've seen it you know so i'm not gonna but whatever like faith is to trust in to rely on yeah and to there's one more i'm about to say trust and rely is what i remember trust is it believe and trust? believe maybe okay. believe in yeah but like i think because you can believe something mm-hmm. but not trust in it or rely in it or submit to it you know because yeah, yeah. there i'm sure there you know there are people who may believe that the gospel is true but want nothing to do with it they reject it hmm. you know hmm. like oh yeah, yeah yeah cool but whatever hmm. so it sounds like you're saying there's different levels yeah almost of, of, belief. of belief well listen to this i mean think about the help me think about the pharisees and like the religious leaders like yeah. they believed in the word but then when the word was with them they yeah. didn't have faith but there was a disconnect though okay. you see that because they believed in the old testament right the, pa- the literal pages of the old testament yeah. but when jesus was in front of them mm-hmm. and he said i am that guy that was prophesied mm-hmm. they said no you're not right so it's almost like a disconnect there mm-hmm. they believe in the pages but they're not believing that this guy in a sense is the pages yeah. or the next page like there's no trust there's no relationship there's no reliance on the actual person of christ yeah which but is you're yeah. saying like oh but i believe that god could do all these things yeah 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 i believe there's a messiah but when he's presented to you you're like no nope, i don't have faith for that hmm. but rabbit hole yeah rabbit hole that's good though because it applies to what we talked about last week with with satan and the people that are the demons that went with him they have a knowledge and a general belief that like they address god mm. so does that not imply that there's some form of a right. at least acknowledgement he exists i'm speaking to him yeah but they're not saved they have no faith in him now yeah wow so it's it's got to be something special yeah because you know in the old testament guys saying like i'm going to change your heart of stone to a heart of flesh like there's this changing internally that happens yeah that i think like you're saying now you know you externally will profess something 
but I don't think I th- it's like it's coupled together. Mm-hmm. All right. So I got to ask this question. Okay. Is there any way that I can like confirm that I'm saved? Like, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I get it. Like the belief and faith. And I get it. Mm-hmm. But like, am I going to see anything or like, is anything going to happen to me after I believe that lets me know? That I am actually saved, because I ain't trying to be confused about this saved thing. Mm-hmm. You want to be sure, right? Yeah, you want to be sure, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we definitely want to know it actually has happened or is happening. Yeah, or will happen. Yeah. I don't know what tense we we we're going, we're going to talk <laughs> That's about. That's a whole rabbit hole. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah. right. But how can I confirm? I think the confirmation is life. It's a lifelong thing. You know, scripture tells us to examine yourselves and see if you are of the faith, stuff like that. But you should see signs of God changing you. Mm. And Dr. Jules. Yeah. Well, what you mean when you say that, though? Like, how am I? How should I see that I'm being changed? Mm. <laughs> I can rattle off. The first thing that comes to mind is uh, you, you will have a new conviction of sin. Huh? Um, that was my first thought. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say if you struggle with sin in the sense that you hear mm. God's voice, however you want to articulate that, or you read something and you sense some type of a wrestling with, I believe God wants me to give X, Y, Z up, mm-hmm. but I don't really want to. Um, I would say that that's a definite sign that you are in the faith because otherwise what is convicting you what are you believing is wrong even if you're choosing to still do it mm-hmm. wow there's still something that's clicking or you know or something you know what i mean like yeah oh or that feeling like i shouldn't have done that mm-hmm. and it's beyond this the thing too it's beyond a morality thing of like society says this is wrong right because wow. that's american law or whatever yeah. law but when you start to feel that i think i offended god yeah, yeah. Oh, I like because that. then that's a re- that's a it's an implied relationship. Wow, mm-hmm. because you're even like even if you find yourself alone, like where nobody knows, you still don't want to do these things. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so incredible. then it's like, what is who is telling you yeah. that? Where are you getting that from? Yeah. yeah. That's I got to be like I don't know. I feel like this is a good point for me to like tell this little story but like mm-hmm. maybe it's not even a whole story i'm not going to go into any rabbit hole but like there are things that i was literally addicted to that i did every single day and when i was saved it's like the power that those things had over me was literally broken in like an instant in some cases you know and some yeah. things i still you know like kind of like i will say like I'm going to phrase this correctly, but like some things I kind of still submitted myself to, mm-hmm. you know, but like there was this, this experience where like I got super convicted, mm-hmm. like you said, and I'd be like, man, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. Suddenly I don't, I don't really like, this is, I feel ashamed, yeah. you know, or whatever this is. And so I would say, God, take this from me. Cause mm-hmm. I heard that people said stuff like that. And I was like, God, right. can you take this from you me? You heard that it worked, right? Yeah. <laughs> and people, you know, talked about that in church and yeah. I didn't, you know, I was like, well, let me see if this is real. And so I said, God, take this from me. And then those things were literally like not even something I desire to do, you know, after that point. Yeah. Right. So it's like, like, yeah. Like, so it kind of leads into this next thing. It was like, not, o- not only 
are you convicted of you know your sin but it's like you have like a like a newfound like power yeah yeah. Over the sin, yeah, you know. I think, yeah, like not to <laughs> like you about dwell to take on us to church. <laughs> nah, I'm cutting them off right there because we about to start preaching. <laughs> but I, I think that you know, sin is a huge part of that. I guess we could call it uh, awareness or confirmation, you know, mm. because there's a it's a you you begin to wrestle because mm. now you you have a new spirit in you. But your flesh is still um, desiring the things of this world. Mm. So your flesh still wants to, I guess we could say, be an enemy of God, you know? Wow. Um, and not to go rabbit holy, but, you know, there is this point that will come as believers that our, I will just say it like this, that our flesh will no longer do that because we'll have glorified bodies and stuff like that. Rabbit hole, not Whoa, going there. Nope. What? Nope. What? When you I just get that. open that can. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm a double back. I'm not going <laughs> I'm to restrain myself. Right yeah, now. it's hard. It's hard not. To, but like when Paul and I pulled it up because it's, it's probably the hardest thing to remember uh, in Romans seven fifteen to 20. Mm. He says, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So, like, you get this picture and there are other, you know, uh, scriptures about, like, the flesh and the spirit, you know, enmity with each other and stuff. But as believers, a sign that you are a true believer is you will have conflict with your sin nature. Mm -hmm. And it'll be apparent that, like, you're struggling yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. paul says stuff like i die every day mm. like it'll be apparent like you gotta you have to like almost like it's sometimes do like i want to sin so bad that it makes me like distraught i don't mm. know how to put it like yeah like yeah. my my body may want something yeah or my mind like even little stuff like driving and wanting to like literally like ram my car into someone else's car and like push them over a cliff yeah, man. Very bad thoughts. Oh God, that happened to me like a couple of days ago. Yeah. I felt very bad, especially because we just talked about this yeah. <laughs> last episode. Yeah, like please move your car, sir. But like, I'm gonna say, I, I think I can say this. There are people, and, and Christians, we're not perfect, but I do see people who sometimes on the road, they literally will like get out and fight somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like I think as Christians, like God is the Holy Spirit is telling us, like, no, don't do that. And even if you have that urge to do that, <laughs> you will have the Holy Spirit sound like that. Right. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what a voice, man. <laughs> this is very informative. I'm sorry. Very God. informative. But yeah, dude. It's okay. I, I think that y'all know about this whole Miles Garrett thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh my yes. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that like I don't. I've been seeing people comment about it like, man, what came over him? Mm -hmm. You know, what was he thinking? Or he just blacked out. And in my mind, I'm like, no, he did exactly what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. 
And it just had me thinking about how, like, God restrains us from doing the things that we want yeah. as believers, you know, because right. he loves us so much. Yeah. Which reminds me of self-control. Mm. Hmm. So if we are exhibiting any, now we might not be perfect at it, like we, like you all said, but if we can find ways to exhibit self-control, specifically in ways that nature is whatever you want to call it, things, behaviors that are offensive to God, if we are actually able to control ourselves, even if it's that just that one time, wow. and we messed up the other 10 times, wow. we've still proven that God's spirit is inside of us. Now, where are you getting self-control from? Like, like, is there a particular, like, like, why are you saying self-control? How do we, how do we see that as proof of the spirit of God? Well, it is a fruit. Oh, okay. Of the spirit. Y'all help me with the location. Where is it in? I want to say Galatians. I think it's good. I think it might be Galatians 5 5 and 20. Oh, you just going to act like you don't know. know. Oh, yeah. When you read it every night, I've heard such a thing. I remember God is six, I want to (laughs) say. Yeah. So Galatians 5, it says it's the fruit. Yeah. Y'all are silly. Fruit of the spirit. And if it's the fruit of the spirit, that means it's a byproduct, essentially. Yeah. The idea is that spirit is the tree. Yeah. Or God is the tree. So if you are producing these apples mm-hmm. of <laughs> self-control, even if it's just one, yeah. <laughs> some mm-hmm. of us just got one. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You got one apple, one fruit. Yeah. That's proving. So, yeah, that's another element. Like yeah. there's the sin piece that you're going to be struggling with. And then there's like you're going to see the Holy Spirit producing fruit in your life. And it's the fruit that, you know, is in Galatians 5 yes it's at the end by the way of Mm -hmm. Galatians 5 and there's several several there Um, Mm -hmm. let's see there's also uh, love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control yeah self-control it's interesting like when you read scripture because that's a weird question to try to answer sometimes yeah but like when you read scripture all of these charges that you see even in the Old Testament care for widows care for the fatherless like there there are various things that would indicate to us the will of god uh philippians 4 8 you know think on these things things that are good yeah like it's a lot in scripture that will point to the fact that you now have a new spirit so you kind of can answer the question with like just read the bible learn about god and what he wants Mm -hmm. and that stuff go go with it from that perspective of like okay if I see him working in, in his ways, kind of yeah. like being produced in my life, then I may actually be a believer. You should be able to see, you and I should be able to see some type of fruit, some type of byproduct. And there's many examples in the Bible to kind of show these are some ways that you can do. I would even say understanding some of the deep things of God, not saying you have to understand everything, but there's a lot of deep stuff in the Bible. Yeah. And there's scriptures that point to, even in 1 Corinthians, it talks about how, you know, you're not going to be able to understand something unless you are spiritual. Mm. So then the question is, what is that? So if you can understand some of these things that we see in the Bible, not just, you know, the basic stuff like John 3.16, that kind of thing. But being able to understand some of these other things, that's probably some evidence, too, that the the spirit is revealing something to you, helping you to understand. You know what I mean? Because I think we shouldn't assume that anybody can pick up the Bible and just understand it that's not quite the way it works no because it doesn't really make sense at all yeah none of it it's foolishness to the natural man yeah Yeah. we were talking about this yeah yeah like yesterday i was listening to david paulson and he was talking about like how atheists are constantly pointing to the fact that the bible 
looks like fairy tales almost especially you know like some of the stories that you read about in the old testament and then he said but then you experience the power of god and once you experience the power of god you kind of look at those things like hmm maybe those are not so <laughs> outlandish those could very well be you know very you know like true stories mm-hmm. you know and like your perspective changes once you realize his supernatural power the other thing is uh you guys keep talking about the spirit of God, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we started talking about salvation. Right. Is it like how does this whole spirit of God fit into the salvation piece? Like how That's a great question. Do I just get the spirit once I'm saved? Do I get saved and then the spirit like is it does it happen simultaneously? Does it happen you know oh my gosh you like really, the following week you really do really i wait on the pentecost there, day and then i get it i mean it's it? a good question you know oh boy but but the reason i ask is because we're talking about demonstrating fruit that is a it's is a uh, result yeah. of the yeah. spirit right and so how do i get that spirit or do i get it at the point of salvation mm-hmm. there is a scripture in like ephesians chapter one um around like verse 13 or 14 where it says like when you believe you were sealed with yeah. the Holy Spirit. That's it right there. But is that mm-hmm. like sealed type of a thing? Mm-hmm. Is that is that immediate? Yes. Okay. It's immediate. All right. So that is a sign, it says, Okay. that you have salvation. All right. All is right. that you receive the Holy Spirit. Okay. Because like Julie was talking about like how there are some deeper things mm-hmm. of God and how the, the carnal man would not be able to understand them, but the spiritual man would. Mm-hmm. And so one of the... You know, scriptures that I've read about the Holy Spirit says that he will guide you into all truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once I do believe, now I have been sealed with this Holy Spirit and he is helping me to understand the scriptures. Is that what we're saying? Something like that. Like he's going to oh, yeah. open up the scriptures for me to kind of get it a little bit. And do more than that. But yeah, that's that part right? of it. He's, uh-huh. he's a teacher, counselor. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. I mean, we're not going to understand everything about scripture immediately mm. i don't think anybody can say that but over time yeah there mm-hmm. should be some growth some understanding that's happening yeah. all right so so here's a question it's like once i'm i'm saved and going back to the fact that the word says that we are sealed with this holy spirit mm-hmm. can i lose my salvation because sealed kind of means like you can't lose yeah, it like I, <laughs> that envelope is shut that envelope yeah. is shut sealed. yeah like mm-hmm. the mark is there you know whatever like can I lose it? Can I lose this salvation thing once I have it? And I've, I've heard people refer to it as like once saved, always saved. Right. And that's almost become like a, a bad word or, you know, like, yeah. like, right. like, like, no, that's what's in the Bible. It's there. We did a poll actually on our page and 33% of people uh, thought that you can or think that you can lose your salvation and whatever. That's no knock against them. That's not going to. You whether you believe that or not, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. I guess the question saying, is, you know, but like, why do people believe that it's possible though? And right. I think it goes back to like what we were talking about earlier: things like the confession of faith mm-hmm. or the sinner's prayer being viewed as a means to salvation. So those people don't truly believe that Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. Don't believe in their heart that He was raised up. You know, don't really ch- nothing really happens, and then they go back to, you know regular yeah regular life i guess yeah. they never really left regular life but like right <laughs> <laughs> they stayed right there they were. yeah yeah because yeah, i think i mean i'm gonna 
I don't want to jump ahead, but there there's also scripture that says like you know your name's not in your name was taken out mm. uh, the book of life and stuff mm. stuff like that. I mm. think it's in Revelation. There is a a ton of evidence in scripture that we do not lose it. Obviously, the seal mm-hmm. that you guys are talking about. Um, Jesus says things like all that the Father has given me, you know, I will not lose. Mm. So, and I'm gonna pull up a whole bunch of others, but yeah, that's reminding me of um in John where. Jesus is talking about, you know, my sheep know my voice. Mm-hmm. And he's, I forgot how he says it, but it's like, no one can take them out of mm-hmm. my hand. Mm-hmm. So the idea is really, assurance of salvation is really the idea that God is the one securing us, not mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah, there it is. And if anything, I think that's probably what the 33% are thinking about wrestling with or have been taught yeah. is that. Well, if you don't show this amount of evidence, then that proves you're not saved. Or maybe if there's certain types of sins, I guess, that would qualify you as like an unbeliever, yeah. like you've fallen away. But yeah, if you wow. really treat it as theologically, it has more to do with Jesus mm-hmm. and his ability to keep us than ourselves. That is really how you get to That's the, the core of it. Yeah. yeah. So how would you, you assess? You could, oh, I'm sorry. No, because if you think if you could save yourself. Uh-huh right then where does jesus fall you know like what 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 power does he have then if it's up to you you know but no we didn't do anything to get it so what can you do to keep it Mm. i wanted to before you jump ahead keep that but like i wanted to read first peter one uh in verse three it says blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ according to his great mercy he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead and here, here's the part I want to get to, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So it's by God's power that we are being guarded and all those things in salvation are being kept. This yeah. has nothing to do with us. And I think this idea of an inheritance is what gets lost sometimes too. To me, that makes it more secure. An inheritance mm. is an inheritance, period. Yeah. Mm. And when do you receive an inheritance? Yeah. When someone dies, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus has died. Yeah. So now we have that inheritance. It's secure. It's forever. Mm-hmm. And even in going back to Ephesians 1, uh, where it talks about, um, and be- you believed in him and were sealed with the promise, with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. So it's right there again, until we acquire possession of it. So it's not just we've been sealed Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit is a guarantee. He's a guarantee until we acquire the possession. Yeah. Like a down payment. Yeah. It's like, there's no in between or there's no cutoff. Yeah. We get it when we do. Mm -hmm. And that's, there's no falling away. If there is a falling away, I think had it right. And I forgot what, do you guys remember what verse or passage that is? I forgot where it's at. Oh, like but there is one about John, like if they were really yeah. with us, first John, never left second us. John, yeah. Or something different. They left from among us cause they were never with us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, cause I was going to ask that question. Like if you have somebody who says that they're saved, mm-hmm. but then they, you know, a year or two later go on and start practicing like the darkest of witchcraft yeah. Or something like that. Would you say that, that person is still saved since you are once saved, always saved? Well, how would you assess the situation? Right. I, w- I would, first of all, 
um, take into account scriptures that um, reveal to us that we're not to judge, mm-hmm. and meaning like we're not to be the final judges of anybody's salvation, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because there are people who we could read in scripture. I mean, did we think David was saved when he was, you know, with Bathsheba and doing everything that he was doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure people have been like, "Nah, this dude can't be of God. Like, he mm-hmm. he ain't really he he just saying all that stuff." Right. You know, so I don't think that's for us to make the call, but we do judge according to what we see. You know, so. Yeah, you should uh, go and address that person who's sinning. If they don't repent, you know, bring two or three witnesses. If they still don't, you know, like there is instruction for us in terms of uh, church discipline. Right. And so, yeah, if you do see that that fruit that Julia was talking about isn't being produced, it could be a sign that, yeah, this person's not saved. But ultimately, we we can't make that call, I don't Mm -hmm. think, you know, but there like i'm talking ultimate yeah but the here and now yeah what i think that first john or second john scripture of like they were many antichrists have come into the world but they was left from us because they were never of us and stuff like that like there are people i think who profess to be christians who we can equivoc- unequivocally say like you're you're you, you can't be yeah well like, I, don't, I don't necessarily mean like from a, a judgment standpoint oh, okay but like let me ask it this way like can i you know, be saved and then go on now having the promise of the seal, right? The seal of the Holy Spirit, go on and do whatever I want to do, you know, like go, go start, give me a cauldron <laughs> and go to work. Like, can I do that? I mean, go ahead. I would question why you would want to yeah. originally, mm-hmm. but I mean, I feel like that's a, that's a tough question because the assurance of salvation or like this idea that to know that I'm secure, you and I are secure in Christ is very helpful and encouraging, but it can also be uh, detrimental. Mm-hmm. It could be detrimental. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking from experience. Once I learned this, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah. And the Lord's going to keep me mm-hmm. like I, yeah. And I did that for a while, mm-hmm. but eventually because the Holy spirit is inside of me, he's like, yo, what yeah. are you doing? Mm. Yeah. It took a while, but I finally got to, what are you doing? Yeah. And then that's when things started changing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's real. That's a, that's a hard question, dude. Cause I've heard people say stuff like, well, I know I'm sinning, but you know, God is forgiving and like, I can't be perfect, you know, like, but he so knows my heart. I'm just, yeah. He knows my heart. I'm going to just keep doing this. And whether you're like quenching the spirit or not, I don't know if we could make that call. But, like, you could just tell somebody, like, no, Scripture says, like, if you go on sinning, mm-hmm. like, you, you need to stop. But to say whether they're not a believer, that's hard to say. Dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, because we all do that. Well, I'm not, I'm not asking, okay. like, is the person a believer? It's like they, they're a believer. They, they are a believer. Okay. But it's like knowing that I have salvation mm-hmm. once saved always saved mm-hmm. is the truth yeah can okay. i do i have a past now to do anything no absolutely not you know like how am i how am i to find that balance I how, think am I to, how am i to determine or what do i look at to say that that's not the case i think a part of uh being a believer that we or a sign of being a believer that we left out is repentance Mm. Uh, I think the position of your heart now becomes repentant, mm. where when you do sin, you're, you, 
because we're talking about a relationship with God. Like, if I do something bad to Julia, if I do something bad to Marcus, like, I'm going to, because of our relationship, I'm going to go to them personally and be like, yo, I'm so sorry. Can I restore this? Like, what can I do to make this better? You know, whatever it is, I'm going to, because of the preserving of our relationship, because of the love that I have for them, I'm going to be like, hey, you know, I want to get this right. So in that same way, you know, in the previous episode, we talked about how one of the definitions for sin is offense, offending, and an offense to God. So in that same way, I think one of the signs of uh, actually being a believer is, yeah, you have a repentant heart now where mm. when you do wrong, mm. it ain't going to feel like, oh, whatever. Yeah, I'm just keep on sinning. Nah, you're going to eventually come to a point, and Julia kind of mentioned it, where you're like, nope, this ain't right. Right. You know? Okay. So, nah, I don't think you can. It's a weird question. Though. Yeah, I'm yeah. wrestling with answering. It's a weird it will question. Like I'm trying to that scripture set where, some like, people off. Right. Where <laughs> Jesus is like, he who continues to sin mm-hmm. has never seen me or known me. Right. You know? And so I think it kind of ties back into something you guys said earlier, like, was salvation ever really had mm-hmm. you know like if you if like you say if you don't have that repentant posture towards like sin you know and you are kind of just like oh, i got the pass already you mm-hmm. know so i'm good to go like you know I'm, I'm straight i'm straight i'm straight like i don't know yeah i, I think what you think julia <laughs> yeah, i'm still ahead, thinking Jules. i'm still yeah. thinking because i feel like my first reaction is that's an abuse of power mm-hmm. and an abuse of love Mm-hmm. If someone think about this, if someone says to you, "I love you," I've given up my life for you to be in a relationship with me, and our response is, "Well, how far can I go for us to still keep this relationship?" Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say to a person that said that to somebody? Yeah, like you would be like, uh, "What are you doing?" Yeah, or you don't actually love yeah. whoever you are connected to. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So I think that heart by itself, if that is where we are. We need to bring that before God because that's going to, we could still be a believer in that state too. Mm-hmm. And so that's something we would have to bring before God. Like, I understand that I'm saved, but my heart is not quite right, yeah. if that makes sense. And usually that's something that we have done. It's not that God has not completed his work, he has, mm-hmm. but we fall short, of course. And so there's that issue of something has happened at some point to cause that person to believe that to think that and so that needs to be corrected yeah because now that's reminding me of what we talked about with the silly putty right Mm -hmm. um if we've been cleansed already and we're joined to god like what is that's an issue that's an issue yeah but it's not it's not always a simplistic one i guess is what i'm trying to say like it reminds me of um i'm not a parent but i am a child and uh i'm a daughter of course so when you have family right Mm. And, you know, mother, father, that whole thing. You never stop being a son or a daughter. Mm-hmm. But the relationship, how close you are, hmm. you see what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's good. Wow. Changes. And I do believe this. There are certain privileges that you can give up by deciding to do whatever you want to do. Hmm. So to me, that's kind of like my layman's version of what assurance of salvation is we never cease being god's child but he can begin to change the way he interacts with us because he knows we are being rebellious yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm kind of speaking in abstract terms so nah. i'm sure marcus can give more 
concrete on parental <laughs> oh. parental oh, things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of my my thought about assurance. There's it's always there, but how God interacts with us and even the blessings I would say that we get. Yeah. And maybe forfeit by deciding to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That reminds me of uh like a scripture. I think it's in like first John, like maybe chapter three, but it's like he says, We know that we have everything that we ask of God because we obey his commands and he is pleased with us. Mm. So there's this idea of like God actually being like pleased or displeased. Yeah. Yeah. With his children. Right. You know, and, but he also kind of relates the fact that, oh yeah, we get what we ask for because he is pleased, you mm-hmm. know, kind of going back to your, you know, parental thing. Like I don't give my son stuff if he bad. Yeah. He's still my son. Right. But he ain't, he ain't getting none. Yeah. You know, Christmas is, you know, <laughs> right. Going to be yeah. a little, you, you get but what he's still I'm in the house. <laughs> yeah, but he's still, still in the, the house, house, though. He still yeah. gets to eat, mm-hmm. yeah. at the least. Uh, yes, okay, great. And yeah. I, I, I think uh, <laughs> this type of stuff is addressed in scripture too, mm-hmm. um, because what y'all are talking about is like gaining uh, understanding. So like, you may go on sinning just because you don't understand who God is and what He wants. Right. But you may right be His, you know. Yeah. But like Paul says in Romans, like. Don't you know that the riches of God's mercy and kindness are meant to bring you to repentance? Mm -hmm. So even then, he had to kind of explain to the believers in that church, like, hey, chill out. Like, don't abuse the mercy and the grace Mm. and the goodness. Like, that's that's there so that you can now repent, you know? Yeah, yeah. So people been on that whole, like, whoa, I got freedom in Christ. I'm about to go on with it. And he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't abuse like, that's kind of why he asked that question in I think Romans where he's like did grace abound so that sin may abound right like certainly not right like, what y'all thinking <laughs> certainly <No>. certainly <laughs> he said certainly not I was just looking for that actually yeah, I want to say it's the six I don't, I don't off the top of my head the one I just uh, referenced was in two okay for those who want to follow along <laughs> man I'm, I'm loving this though I could talk about this all night right so I got a question can I ask a question yeah and you all have right. to answer it so we're talking about <laughs> once no i'm not answering nothing once saved always saved right and yeah. the reason i keep bringing this up is because i think that it is important for people to have that assurance right but when you see scriptures like you know what paul is saying you must work out your salvation mm-hmm. with fear and trembling yep right well why yeah. i gotta work it out with fear or trembling Mm-hmm. If I'm already saved, or is there something in that particular context that I'm missing? To me, that's the same thing of what we were just talking about. That's mm-hmm. just scriptural proof to not just assume I can do whatever I want. I'm living in the sense of, you know, gratitude. Yeah. And I think the fear and trembling part is more of, to me, I think about respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, do we really respect God? That's mm-hmm. a whole nother thing yeah. with what we choose to do. Or do we just assume, well, Jesus paid for my sins. He died for everything. So whatever. Right. That's not really a respect. Like we accept it. But that's not the same thing as we respect what he has done. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's that fear and trembling. Like not that God will strike us down, but I think it's okay to think about the fact that what we're doing is worthy mm-hmm. of being struck down. Like we talked about the sin nature and all that. What, what did we say? The wages of sin is death. Is death. Yeah. So, if that's the case, why would I do things that is supposed to amount to death and think that I'm going to be fine and right. I just do it like lightheartedly? I think that's what he means by the fear and trembling to think about that. What I'm about mm-hmm. to do or think about doing is death worthy. Mm-hmm. I know like 
fear, trembling. Ah, no, mm-hmm. I kind of think that's. And you know I, what I mean? I was gonna grab the the salvation piece. Like I always have this thought in my head. Not mm-hmm. always, but like it comes in, it comes in my head here and now. Like what we saying we believe mm-hmm. is like it is it is the most important thing I think in human existence. Like you're either gonna be eternally. This is what I was about to bring up earlier, but it's a rabbit hole. But okay. You're either going to eternally have the worst thing we can imagine happening to us mm-hmm. or whatever, so our state, whatever, or the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. That makes me stay up at night sometimes just thinking about like, so when I read, like, he's like, yo, the, like again, like scriptures, like examine yourselves to make sure you're of the faith. Like, be sure yeah. that you believe what you believe. Be 100% and <laughs> go about every day of life working that out. Yeah. With fear and trembling that you better be right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, continually prove it to yourself. Examine yourself. N- want to know, like, God, how can I get better? Yeah. Want to know your sin. Want to know your unknown sin. Like, constantly mm. be trying to become holy, 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 holy. So that, yeah, you are working this thing out. There is a part that we're supposed to be doing as well. You ain't just sitting back like, oh. God, no, you gotta you gotta work this thing yeah. out and make sure that absolutely. you got what you saying you think you got, and that is fruit. Be absolutely sure, yeah, and that is fruit. And and look, I'm I'm these are words. We're not we're gonna waver. Of course, there are times that we're gonna be like, oh, what is going on? Like, am I really? Is this all? Yeah, but like that's what to me, that's what it means. You got it, Jesus telling people stuff like he heals the dude. In Galilee, where what is what is it, like the pool? Like the guys, like oh, the pool people are getting in here, yeah. And I can't, mm-hmm. I can't get in. Like nobody will pick me up. And when mm-hmm. I try to go in, people Best like cut in line. I think it's Bethesda. That's Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Bethesda in there. Uh, there's a Bethesda. There's a Bethesda. I don't know if it's. <laughs> it's not Bethesda, Maryland. <laughs> Bethesda. <laughs> so when Jesus was healing people in Bethesda, Maryland, <laughs> it's that lake out in Bethesda. You, <laughs> you know, know what I'm saying? <laughs> up, up, uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> but like. The dude, he heals the dude. <laughs> y'all, y'all are crazy. He heals the dude and he says him, he sees him again in the temple. And he's like, oh, you've been healed. And he was like, now go and sin no more unless something worse happens to you. Jesus tells the dude that. Yeah. So right. it's like, I feel like that should be kind of like our like position. Like, yeah, the wages of sin are death. Like, we don't know, you don't know what's going to happen as a result of one, any of your sins. God could be like, all right, let me discipline you a little bit, so we can still be punished for sin. Absolutely. After I probably being wouldn't saved. use the word punishment. Discipline. Yeah, discipline mm. is different. Correct it. Because mm. you're in the family, mm-hmm. and we need you to get right. Punishment to me is this is it. Right. Discipline is to correct the behavior. To change. Mm. It's helpful. Holiness. It's a thing. I think that is um, an important point because. Like, without that point, it's very easy to adopt the mentality, like, big deal. You know, like, sin, big deal. You know, if I'm saved, I'm saved. Right. You know, but, like, knowing that there is still a discipline. I want to say a a penalty, but I feel like that may may lead to the wrong. Penalty feels a little bit better Mm. to me. Penalty. Punishment feels final. Like, there's Mm. nothing you can do to correct Mm -hmm. your situation. Mm. But penalty seems temporary. Yeah, because it's it's for the purpose of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. One one more question for for the for the forum. Oh my gosh, the moderator here. Right. 
<laughs> M.A. Gunt. You know how, like, like uh, you know, like, <laughs> I don't want to say this, like, scholarly people. After a while, they just go by their first and middle initial yeah, and last man. name. <laughs> J.P. J.P. Basemore. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I'm getting there. You, M.A. Gunn. In First Peter, chapter 4, verse 8, he says. Why are you saying it like that? And the scripture reads. <laughs> He didn't finish his sermon from earlier. He's coming back oh, to yeah. it right here. I forgot. Above all, <laughs> love each other deeply. Because, <laughs> but it says, all jokes aside, it says, because love. <laughs> I'm sorry. I started that. It says, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. So this kind of goes back to our last point a little bit. Like, if I am saved. I still have to be concerned with this penalty of sin. Never mind. Like first Peter chapter four, verse eight. I'm with you. It says, and it kind of like the, the verse before it says the end of all things is near. Therefore be clear minded and sober so that you can pray above all love one another deeply because yeah. love covers over a multitude of sins. Yeah. When I read that, because of that previous verse, love one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm interpreting it to mean like if we offend each other mm-hmm. in this room or other brothers and sisters in Christ, that the love that we express after that offense makes the person offended be like, okay, all right, all right. you know, like I, I forgive that. I forget it. You mm-hmm. know, like we, we back on ground zero now. No mm-hmm. debt. No debt. Okay. Love, our love will cover our offenses against one another. Yeah. And I would just add that that actually still points back to salvation mm-hmm. because that is what God has done for mm-hmm. us. Amen. So since he has covered our sins, a multitude, multitude. of them, we are supposed to show and mm-hmm. express that same love mm-hmm. of forgiveness and covering over a multitude of sins to each other. Amen. Wow. Well, all right. So it's a high <laughs> bar, high <laughs> bar to live up to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Salvation, man. Certainly a weighty topic. Certainly weighty. Certainly a lot. But uh, some takeaways. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. I think firstly, knowing that we can't lose it is like, should help us sleep mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. You know, because Jesus said that, I mean, he flat out said that all that the father have given him, he will not lose. Right. And I'll find that scripture. Right. In the meantime, while Marcus talks. Mm-mm. I want to close this out, Julia. What's another takeaway? I was I was thinking, I was thinking. I was going to add to what you said about, what was the last thing you said? Help me out. Jesus saying none will, he will lose. Yeah, so we have the assurance, but I think we've both, we've all kind of established that we need to confirm that we are in first before we, you don't want to be assured, <laughs> assured yeah. of something and you don't have it. Right. <laughs> so once you can confirm that there's some fruit somewhere, somebody can confirm Mm-hmm. then yes you're good so that is a, make sure I, yes that um another one i would say is that the price that jesus has paid is final yeah so there's not a sense that we have in that sense more to pay we're not we're not uh striving towards ho- holiness and letting go of sin because it's going to get us into heaven so we need to make sure we keep that yeah. that makes sense like jesus has paid the price so that part is final. Mm-hmm. It's final. Uh, I think we got to remember too that uh, it's by faith that we're saved. Yeah. Not any works, not anything that we do. And that we, you know, you have to believe in your heart 
that is a big takeaway not just you know praying a prayer necessarily we can't save ourselves and you can't lose it yeah yeah yep yep and that we're we've been saved we are being saved and we will be saved absolutely Uh oh yeah good job not gonna do that rabbit hole that's another rabbit hole and y'all getting glorified bodies all right next week (laughs) right Thank you guys for checking out this episode of the Word in the World podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and repost with the hashtag, the Word X the World podcast. Also, we'd love to hear from you, so please send your questions, comments, praise reports, and testimonies, basically any and everything. We just want to talk to you guys. Send everything to contact us at thewordxtheworld.com. Have a great week, and be sure to check out next week's episode. Peace.